Ladies and gentlemen, NFL enthusiasts, welcome to the EJC NFL Pod. I am your host, Eric Johnson. You can find me on Twitter, at FantasyBBQ. As always, I am joined by Jason Mitchell, a.k.a. Big Chill Squad, on Twitter. What's happening, man? Living strong, brother. What are you doing? Oh, man, I'm just excited. It's freaking, uh, what's today? I don't even know what day it is. It's Wednesday or something. There's crazy stuff happening in the nation. Yeah. I just want a little distraction. Um Certainly not saying, you know, not trying to downplay what's happening because it's crazy, but we're not a politics pod. So um, just want to, you know, to twill away some time with you, man, and talk about some football. And and actually, uh, we got an awesome show for y'all. We're previewing the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. I know that's what's what's on everybody's mind. Um, There's some really good matchups, but there's some important somber business to get to first. An ode to perhaps the worst head coach of our or any generation. This segment sponsored by our good buddy Nick Johnson and the New York Jets. Go ahead, Jason, take it away. The smartest guy I know, Peyton Manning. I wish I could have played for him, John Elway. He learned rapidly, knew a lot of football beyond his years. So interested, learned so quick, didn't surprise me. He developed so quick. It was easy to tell right off the bat that he had the right stuff to be a good coach. Worked hard, got along great with the players, very bright, had a sort of natural instinct for football, picking up on things, those kinds of guys you can grow and develop. You see the big picture more than some guys who have have to grind to know it and memorize things. Nick Saban. Overall, he understands what the players need. He's adjustable and adaptable to different situations. He's a young coach that's been around the game a long time and seen a lot of great players and understands how to get us in position to be prepared for Sundays. Indomitian Sue. Setting up the situation at the facility to let guys thrive, treating us like men, but at the same time, when it's time to have fun, we have fun. But when it's time to work, we work. Our relationship has been tremendous, and I'm looking forward to it, getting stronger and stronger. Cameron Wake. I don't feel like he's the right leader for this organization to reach the promised land. As a leader, what really bothers me is that he doesn't have a relationship with everybody in the building. At the end of the day, he doesn't address the team. If there's a problem in the locker room, he lets another coach address the team. If we're playing crap and we're losing, he doesn't address the entire team as a group at halftime. He'll walk out of the locker room and let another coach handle it. Jamal Adams. There it is. The legacy of Adam Gase. I mean, we we said we were going to do this, didn't we, Jason? As soon as he got fired, we were ready. All right, so I got some I got some quick stats for you. How trash of a freaking coach he is! So I will say this: in 2016, he had a pretty good record. He was 10 and six, I believe. They made the playoffs that year. Um, he inherited a good roster, honestly, a really good offensive line, um, a lot of pieces there. Um, I just want to demonstrate <laughs> the rest of the time he was a head coach. So. Head coach 2017-2018 in Miami, 2019-2020 in New York. 6-10, 7-9, 7-9, Okay, those aren't bad records, right? All right, that's, that's good. His expected win-loss record, I just want to show you how lucky this man has been. 6-10, he was supposed to go 5-11. 7-9, 5.2, uh, and 10.8, so let's say 5-11. Uh, in 2019, predicted to go 6-10, was 7-9. This year, Luck caught up to him. He was actually had a worse win because he was basically supposed to go uh, three and thirteen in twenty twenty. Expected. Um, 
here's some averages from his coaching career. Points scored, 25.8. And this is out of 32 teams, y'all. Just remember that, 25.8. Total yards, 28.8. Plays ran, 29th. Uh, First downs, 30th. Pass yards, 27th. Passing touchdowns, 20.4. That doesn't scream offensive genius to me. That screams someone who got really lucky with Peyton Manning and then kind of rode the the coattails of that uh, (laughs) incredibly – uh, poetic, amazing season that Manning had in Denver um, and, and rode that to a, somehow a five-year tenure as a head coach in the, in the National Football League. 32 and 47 combined record. Um, he, it's just insane. They had, oh, my God, they had less passing yards this year than the damn Patriots. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's just it, – and I've seen this thing, Jason. I know you're, you love uh, kind of the, the personal aspect of everything, the personnel aspect of everything. Bill Belichick, on more than one occasion over the past few weeks, has endorsed Gates as a good head coach. And honestly, to me, that signals maybe Josh McDaniels goes somewhere else. If he brings in Adam Gates as the OC, I will wretch, dude. I will lose my mind. (laughs) Well, you know, they they keep calling him around the league the quarterback whisperer, but I think that he'd be a lot better if he was the quarterback shouterer because they obviously don't hear him at all. I mean – Ryan Tannehill's living evidence. Of this. Can we talk about that, right? Like, how many players have gone on to do amazing things after they get out of his damn little greasy clutches? Like, so if he gets lucky and he goes to New England, stop whispering. Nobody can hear you. Yeah, that's the problem. And you're creepy, man. Stop with your weird ass eyes. I don't know what the world is blink. going on. Just blink. Just blink. You don't have to act like Heath Ledger in freaking Dark Knight, like a weirdo. Like that's that was cool in like maybe two thousand eight in Halloween. Not now, yeah, Adam, Mister Gase, please stop. Please stop. But that's I'm sorry. We 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 kind of drug him a little bit there, but I just can't believe that man's been employed. For, he just the amount of like he has like some clout for whatever reason, and it just blows my mind. I feel like. I could coach an NFL team better than him. But yeah, hey. we considered that he might go through next year. Like it was close. It was really close. It, it was wild too, because I'm like, how in the world? Like, I mean, I guess kudos to the Jets organization for letting him just play it out. And I mean, they they knew he gave him the best chance to get that second overall pick. <laughs> he couldn't even he couldn't even take right. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a train wreck, man. But are we good on that? I think we're done. Okay, well, Mr. Gase, hopefully we don't have to call you Coach Gase anytime soon. Uh, rest, in, rest in power, buddy. Rest in power. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's get to the meat and the potatoes. We had some fun. Uh, so the 2020 NFL playoffs are here. The wild card round is upon us. I'm really excited. This is, the, I mean, the best time of the year. I'm little, we are obviously sad. Fantasy football season's over. But, um, you know, we're going to trudge along, and we're going to be we're gonna be good with that. But um, I'm just going to basically uh, – hit each matchup here. We're going to go kind of uh, uh, conference by conference. We'll tell you the over-unders, yada, yada, and just some interesting facts. And, and then at the end of each matchup, Jason and I will tell y'all um, who we think is going to going to end up ultimately winning that. So you ready, Jason? I'm ready. All right, man. So Sunday, 8.15 p.m., we got the number six uh, – or the six-seed, excuse me, Cleveland Browns versus the three-seeded Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the opening line, I'm not sure what the line is now, but the opening line had the Steelers favored by three and a half points. I have to imagine that's higher now without uh, Stefanski, uh, Stefanski, excuse me, and Joel, uh, oh my gosh, how do I pronounce his name? Joel B- 
Bitonio. Uh, the left guard. I don't know how the to say The left guard. Where, uh, Bitonio. Bitonio. Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I just had like a my, – my mouth didn't want to do anything. Uh, but, yeah, so without, uh, the Pro Bowl left guard and without their head coach. Um, what do you think about this matchup, Jason? Uh, you know, l- listen. So, Pittsburgh put them down. They sat them down early on in the season. Uh, they barely beat Mason Rudolph last week. Now we're going in with no coach. And honestly, I think that the, the real superpower of the Browns team is that coach. So I, I just, I don't see him. You know, you came in so close beating Mason Rudolph. That, <laughs> that I yeah. just, I don't see Pittsburgh coming in there. Look, here's the thing with Pittsburgh. We know they have this extremely high ceiling. But they're the 24th ranked overall offense. Okay. But they have the third ranked overall defense. So defense wins football games. They have James Conner. They haven't done exceptionally well, in my opinion, running the ball this, this season. Mm-hmm. But they have some super scary options at wide receiver. And Ben Roethlisberger got a week to just hang out and get a breather. And uh, I just don't see any way that I don't see any way the Browns overcome this. I agree with that too. I, I to, you know, to <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna both take the Steelers in this, but I will say that um, what you were talking about, they had the was it the third ranked defense, not much of an offense, not much of a run game for sure. Yeah. Over the past six weeks, I got a couple numbers of you because I like to obviously we can take the full season stats, but what matters I think a lot of times is kind of that last chunk of the season. Right. The Steelers as a as a team only have four hundred seventy two rush yards and two rushing touchdowns in the last six weeks. Mm. Wow. And honestly, Mayfield has been on fire. Baker is fifth in passing yards with an eleven to one touchdown to interception ratio in the last six weeks. Uh, he's killing it, man. Um, he's 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 heating up at the right time. I just I don't think they have enough weapons uh, to really to really affect that whole through this that great and we can say that great Steelers defense, um, especially without a Pro Bowl left guard. Um, and here's a crazy stat, dude. I don't know if you heard this. Cleveland has lost seventeen straight games in Pittsburgh. Ouch! Yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and ring that one up for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think things will be different. Like you said, you know, I I, I made this comment uh, on our first podcast together. Baker, I'm I'm a huge fan of Baker Mayfield. I think the guy's just an absolute man when it comes to throwing the ball. Dude's incredible, strong as they come. I, I you know I heard a lot of talk over the last week about um, some of the guys his his draft class and their arm strength, and he wasn't brought up, and it just blew my mind. But um, Sometimes good morning football misses. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, we would love to assume that Nick Chubb would just go crazy and handle this game and they could sit on the rock. But it, I'll put it to you like this. If, if Odell Beckham was there, if we knew he was playing this week, then I'll give it to the Browns. But I think that they're in a situation where they're one guy away. It's like you said, they don't have the weapons. They're one guy away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. That's a really good take. Yeah, because uh, I, I like the Browns. I think they're – you say they're one guy away. I really think they're one year away from yeah. being that. Uh, I think – yeah. We'll, we'll pre- let's, let's save something for the offseason, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next game is on Saturday at 1.05 p.m. These are Eastern times, of course. Uh, the number seven seed Indianapolis Colts versus the two seed and the hottest team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. The opening line had the Bills favored by six and a half points. And I believe this is the 
second highest over under at 51 and a half. And this is, these are opening lines, of course. Um, so I just had a couple things. I'm going to throw it over to you, Jason. Uh, the bills are obviously an incredible offense, which is crazy because I, I feel like at least the past uh, three or four years, they've been a really, they've been known for their defense. Uh, and then the culture and incredible defense. So it's like that movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, like freaky Friday, right. Where right. They like switched. <laughs> Cause you know, all the years with Peyton and, and Andrew Luck, they, their defense was never anything close to what it is uh, this year. And this defense does not miss tackles uh, second in the league uh, in fewest missed tackles while the bills are actually sixth most uh, missed tackles in the league. So uh, not, not to think that it's going to come down to missed tackles, but I think fundamentals are going to play a role in it. To me, the, we talk about what it comes down to quarterback play. Yeah. Um, Rivers versus, versus uh, Josh Allen. Man, give, give me Josh Allen in that all day long. What do you think? Yeah, Josh Allen would be the MVP if not for Aaron Rodgers. I think we have to, we've had that conversation yes, with sir. several people yep. over the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, he would. He would. And, um, you know, the, the Colts, it's like you said, the Bills have a number two total, total offense for 2020. Number two. Incredible. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And they're the 14th ranked in total defense for 2020. Colts. 10th in offense, 8th in defense. I mean, it's it's actually a lot closer than I think some people probably think that it is. Um, but here's what it comes down to. The Colts have some really great running backs. And they do. And they have a really great defense. And that gives them that gives them what most people, traditionalists would say. Uh, you know, what we always say, defense wins football games. Yeah, yeah. You gotta run the ball, right? Traditionalists would say, let's give it to the Colts. But here's the thing, you know, it, it is a quarterback-led off, uh, led league. And Josh Allen, this game's going to come down a matter of moments. And I think that a lot of games we see this weekend are going to come down to a matter of two or three plays. And you got to understand, if Phillip Rivers is down, do you really want to gamble on him? Do you really want to gamble on him in that offense? Is he going to check down to, to everyone? Is he going to hit some magic screen, you know, every time that he needs it? I doubt it. But if you need somebody, if you want to gamble on somebody with just a two or three plays, when you have the magic of Josh Allen, again, would be MVP, if not for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know that he still lead, he, did, did uh, Stefan Diggs end up leading the league in, in yardage? Did he continue that? I can tell you in a second. Give me one second. I think second. he did. Well, he came close. If, if he came, he was in the top three. He was definitely in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. He, he, when you have that combo on the field, and, and you even have the confidence in guys like uh, Cole Beasley, right? There's so mm-hmm. much confidence in that Bills offense, and Josh Allen's commanding it. And I think that when you look at that Colts offense, you know, if these guys can get out early and they can get into a lead and they can run the ball, sure. But come on. Now, again, it's 2020. What did we see the Titans do this last week? What do we see? A seven-second victory or something like mm-hmm. that? Yep. This and we've seen Houston do it. We've seen wow. We've seen Seattle do it. We've seen so many Kansas teams City. Do it. Kansas City last Kansas uh, last year in the playoffs. City is almost automatic when it comes. You to know, that. like they yeah. almost prefer to be down, which is crazy because they, you know, <laughs> they just air it out. So yeah, Stephon Diggs ended up leading the league. This is crazy. One hundred and twenty-seven receptions, fifteen hundred thirty-five uh, receiving yards. And he led the league in both of those. So he's got a – I mean, he's a true elite route runner. I have some stuff coming out over the offseason uh, of 
it's not really a breakout star anymore, but just appreciating how great he is as a route runner and a wide receiver. Um, I'm going to write an, at least one article about that. Um, yeah, man, I, 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 I'm going with the Bills in this one. Um, but you are right. If game script lends itself to they can just sit back and, and run the ball, uh, the Colts all not have any trouble. Jonathan Taylor's heating up, man. <laughs> like, yeah. He, what did he have? Like two hundred and some yards or some it, nonsense? It was incredible. He, he set like yeah. he was like number two in the rookie record or something. Because I know Peterson had that crazy game where he ran for like two hundred ninety five yards or something like that in his rookie season. But yeah, he almost caught it. Yeah, and I think uh, we'll probably talk about this more. But I really do think momentum. It's not a tangible thing. We can't put it into a stat or anything like that. But I do think momentum plays a role, especially going into the playoffs. And the Bills have won six straight, and they beat the breaks off of Miami, who, oh, yeah. who had who had to win to get in. So it's not like they were just like, oh, da 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 da. No, they beat the breaks off Miami. So um, and that's not a the team Bills that we fell short on this show. Absolutely not. And we loved we loved the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins could have made some noise, but man, they're the hottest team in the league, and I, I definitely think they keep it going uh, uh, this Saturday against the Colts. Who we got next, Jason? We got oh, oh! I'm just gonna let you take this whole whole matchup. In case y'all didn't know, Jason's a, a Tennessee Titans fan. He tightens up on the regular, so on the regular, Sunday, on the regular at the, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> the first game on Sunday, man, is the number the the five seed of Baltimore Ravens, eleven and five, going up against the four seed of Tennessee Titans, eleven and five. The opening line was uh, Ravens favored by four and a half points. Yeah. That's kind of, that surprises me, honestly, a little bit. Um, what are you looking forward to in this matchup besides, obviously, a Titans win? Well, yeah, well, look, this is a classic game of runs between the tackles that would be settled by a few big plays. And I talked about this a second ago. And, honestly, my whole take on the Colts is kind of what I'm looking at here. You're looking at two teams that love to run the ball. And you're looking, and you're looking at two uh, – well, you're looking at one pretty good off, pretty good defense, excuse me. Look, Tennessee has proven time and time again – they can find a way to win, even in final seconds of games. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore is on a five-game win streak, we, and we talked about that as well. Momentum is, is tough. But let's just talk about who Baltimore played for a second. They played the Cowboys, the Browns. How dare you? The Jaguars, <laughs> the Giants, and the Bengals. So, so, okay, hold on. So, they played the Browns. All right, no offense. Really, no offense. But yeah. Cowboys, Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. Where, you know, people are looking at, at Baltimore and saying, oh, they're so hot right now. It's like, yeah, but let's look at this. Tennessee beat them back in week 10, okay? Offense scored two touchdowns through the air and rode Derrick Henry for 28 carries at 133 yards and a touchdown. I think that this game will completely depend on Henry's ability to do that again. We've actually improved in the secondary since then. We got Dory Jackson back. So now be his third full game back. We didn't have him in week 10. You know, Baltimore is 19th ranked in total offense, 7th ranked defense, okay? But Tennessee is 3rd ranked in total offense in the 28th ranked defense. So, okay, defense isn't looking great, but neither is their offense, really. And when you look back at what happened in week 10, it was all through Mark Andrews. So, can we get Kenny Vaccaro on the field? That's yet to be seen. Big deal there. Big deal there. The secondary has to show up this week because that has been the problem in Tennessee. Bottom line, I predict Derrick Henry continues his postseason dominance from last year, and we squeak by the Ravens with a couple of big plays. And we've seen Tennessee do it all year long. 
the reason they, they're the yeah. third ranked offense is because Ryan Tannehill keeps hitting these giant money makers. I, I don't know where it comes from, but the guy's <laughs> got some kind of magic right now. Yeah, he's got a bunch of uh, monsters that could uh, have incredible run after the catch ability too. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to tackle John U. Smith? You want to tackle freaking AJ Brown? Or Corey I mean, Davis? No. Or Corey Davis? You know. He's a and people forget, man. He was like what fifth? He I think y'all took him fifth overall or something. Oh, yeah, Corey. He's Davis got is the like pedigree. Six foot, six foot four, two twenty. You know. Yeah, he's got. Big. He's a he's a big son of a gun. And we're talking about tackles. Or who who don't you don't want to tackle people? Uh, Baltimore, which is crazy for Baltimore. They have missed the second most tackles this whole season, and that is I don't know about you, but I would say that's pretty bad news going up against Derrick Henry. It's terrible um, news. Uh, you know, you're going to get stiff armed. That's number. That's a guarantee automatic. Uh, if you can't get him down, eventually, he might he might treat treat them like uh, he treat uh, he treated uh, was it Houston last week? Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, a little yeah, two Houston a little two hundred burger. Hard, yeah. Oof. And and honestly, man, we were talking about you know um, does Baltimore? I know y'all's y'all's secondary isn't great or hasn't been great. Maybe it's shaping up at the right time. Does that passing attack scare you at all for Baltimore though? If if Lamar has to come from behind. I mean, he historically he struggled doing that. Right. So, you know, uh, I I don't know. I don't know what to do with this one, man. I'm gonna. I originally, remember, I had, this Tennessee team has beaten that Baltimore team twice since since they first seen them. So, and this was this happened in the playoffs last year. So agreed, don't forget, yeah. they took the air out of their wings. So, yeah, no, that's absolutely true, man. I'm gonna say. Just to be a little different, so we don't agree on everything. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens and and literally like a last second field goal, squeak by by the skin of their teeth type uh type of game. But it would not surprise me whatsoever to see the Titans win. Um, I, and this is this is what's going to happen, Jason. In my opinion, the Titans dominate or the or the Ravens squeak by. That's going to be those are those are my two predictions. There. That's fair. That's fair. Hell yeah! So there's the AFC done. So, um. We both have the Steelers moving on. We both have the Bills moving on, and then we disagreed a tad on that last one. Um, let's say, let's see what happens here. If Baltimore wins, actually, yeah, if Baltimore or Tennessee wins, they have to play Kansas City Out. in the divisional round. So that's not really an enviable uh, matchup at all, is it? <laughs> no, that, that hurts. That one hurts me. <laughs> hey, man, you, can, you never know what happened. It's crazy. So the next one, let's get on to the NFC. The the first game I got for the NFC. It's happening Saturday, 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. The six-seed Los Angeles Rams against the three-seed Seattle Seahawks. The opening line had Seattle favored by four and a half. That seems small to me personally, but, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, man, I think um, this is a a classic tale of an incredible offense against an incredible defense. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson can win anywhere, anytime. And Jared Goff has proven this year that he can lose anywhere, <laughs> anytime. So <laughs> they're one and one, and against each other, they have, you know, they they have major veterans on both squads. They both have been to the big show, you know. Yeah. So that's a that's a thing. That's and that and that that's one of the, like you said earlier. We can't measure momentum. We can't measure that experience either, and that makes this this incredibly hard to call. So, knowing that they're one and one, knowing that the Rams the Rams have the eleventh ranked total offense and number one overall defense, and Seattle has this is this is what's crazy about Seattle. 
They have the 17th ranked offense and the 22nd ranked defense. So they're kind that's disgusting. Of low below middle of the pack in both categories. But what do they have? They have Danger Russ, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And they have DK Metcalf. But guess what? Guess what? Jalen Ramsey is un. He's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know what? I have to say. This is probably going to be controversial, and I'll probably regret this because I'm such a Russell Wilson fan. But I'm going to say the Rams' number one defense stifles him. Okay. Are you talking about DK or Russ? Russ. And you know what's crazy, man? I have some stats to to potentially back that up here. Um, So let's see here. I'm so sorry. This is a great podcast airs, right? So, okay, here we go. (laughs) In uh, Russ's first eight games, right, they were letting Russ cook. That was the whole thing. 71% – 71% – or 71 completion percentage. Let's put it that. 71% completion percentage. Is that how you'd say that? I guess so. We don't edit on this podcast either, so y'all are just going to hear me just screw words up. Uh, 2,541 (laughs) yards, 28 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and 117.1 passer rating. Since then, since their first meeting with the Rams, 66.3% completion percentage, 1,671 yards, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 91.3 passer rating. He's precipitously, like, dropped off off the face of the earth. That's uh, 900 less passing yards in the same amount of games. Uh, freaking 16 less touchdowns in those games as well. So uh, I'm not sure what happened if, if the Rams then put the fear of God in him or something. Uh, <laughs> in the two matchups that Russ, that because, you know, obviously they're division rivals, the two matchups they had uh, included two of Wilson's three lowest completion percentage, uh, percentages this year. Um, so, I mean, they did, it sounds like they got their got his number, man, really. It, it really does seem as, as though that's the, that's the deal. And you could argue that the more healthy that running back core got, Throughout the season, that you know, Russell needs that's to do true. No, I, that's a very fair, very fair point. Because Chris Carson got healthy, you could argue that, yeah, but right, you, I mean, but what was you but, know, what was their record in those first eight games? It wasn't a, like they were pretty damn good in those first eight games. I'm gonna look it up real quick. They were da, 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 da. they were freaking six and two, so it yeah, wasn't like they were, they were struggling, yeah. you know. Um, so I mean. Re, re, Regardless, they went six and two in the the last half, uh, the last eight games as well. So, uh, but over sometimes the overall win loss percentage doesn't or uh, record doesn't entirely tell the entire story. Um, there's a crazy stat or an interesting stat I thought. Uh, so actually, we have to remember, Jared Goff is probably not playing this game. Have you seen otherwise? I haven't actually. I have. So, I mean, Wolford looked good uh, in Week 17, uh, but I mean. Goff's the starting quarterback. He has that playoff experience. He's been to a Super Bowl. If he's not playing, um, this this is crazy to me. The Seahawks are actually a pretty daggone good uh, pass rushing team. They're seventh in quarterback hurries, sixth in sacks, and third in quarterback pressures. Um, I wouldn't think of them as a as a good pass rushing team. Like before, I saw the stats, I was like, oh yeah, they're trash. There's no way. They're actually pretty good, man. Yeah, that's that. That's that Pete Carroll sneaky. <laughs> defense, he always and it, you know, Pete, it seems like the, at the end of every year, just like Andy Reid's uh, Andy Reid's teams, that defense starts to come on a little bit towards like the the last few weeks of the season. So I could see that happening again for the Seahawks. I absolutely could. And if they run the if they ride those running backs, 
Wolford might be in trouble. Yeah, but, agree. Know, we hope we see golf. Yeah, <laughs> and Seattle hopes they see golf too. Hey, they don't really care. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, whoever comes up. Who do you got in that game, Jason? I, like I said, um, I, I'm going to take. You're the taking Rams the Rams, okay? Golf's on the field. If golf's on the field, I'm taking the Rams. But if he's not on the field, obviously. You gotta give it to the team with a better running game. Got you. Yeah, man. I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say Seahawks. No matter who's on the field, I'm a lot of times in the playoffs, uh, it comes down to quarterback play. And I, who would you take besides uh, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, anybody else? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, maybe you, you guys, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, we could say that, but I would say Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are the the number one seeds for a reason because they're the best quarterbacks in the league. And I would say I think I'll take uh, Russell Wilson. And uh, Seattle. Now it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Both of those games were pretty low scoring, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see here. Yeah, man, it was twenty to nine when they beat the the Rams in Week sixteen, and then they lost to the Rams sixteen to twenty three. So pretty low scoring games there. Um, so yeah. I, I expect the same. Honestly, definitely do. All right, so we disagree again. All right, no worries, no worries. Um, all right, next game. The game, I really, I'm sorry, y'all, I really don't care that much about this game. So if you're a Chicago Bears fan or a New Orleans Saints fan, my bad. Uh, it's going on Sunday. It's the afternoon game Sunday. Uh, the seven seed Chicago Bears, uh, the only uh, team that's not above 500, uh, taking on the two seed New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints opening were uh, eight and a half point favorites with a pretty low over under of 48. What do you think about this game, Jason? Do you have any thoughts? Like, are you like me? Are you kind of just like, yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I got two words for you. Go Saints. 100%, uh, man. That's G-A-A-U-X. That's, Go yeah, Saints. Yeah. I'm glad you spelled uh, that, not no. me. I couldn't have done that. Yeah, well, they have the fourth-ranked defense, man. And the Bears have the 25th-ranked offense. Yeah. You do the you do the freaking math right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are we? what's happening? I, I don't understand, but I'm glad as a fan of Drew Brees. And, and I think everyone will come to understand on this show that I'm just a huge quarterback guy when it comes down to it. I you know, I'm sure there's quarterbacks in the league you probably think are trash that I admire. But, look, I, I love Drew Brees. It's not, you know, I mean, look, the guy's one or two in almost every category. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm talking of all time. So, uh, you know, love Drew Brees, and um, I think this is obvious. I, I just don't – there's no words. Yeah, I, I don't think they keep it close, to be honest. Uh, you got you got Brees in the, at the Dome. Um uh, it looks like a healthy Michael Thomas, finally. Uh, what a hell of a time to get him healthy. Alvin Kamara just coming off of a historic performance. I guess that was week 16, but he didn't – I don't think he even played week 17. So, um, they had every, everything locked up there. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm going to New Orleans. Uh, I think that's really all we need to say about that one. <laughs> and yeah. then to the, to the stinker, I would say that – I don't know. That one might be the stinker of the week. But the guaranteed, uh, quote-unquote, upset of the week here – uh, it's going. It's happening Saturday evening. The five-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up, uh, going up against the four-seeded Washington Football Team. And I totally lied a while ago. This is the only team that is under five hundred um, in the playoffs. My yeah. bad. I, I did, that was a, all my friends in Chicago. I apologize to y'all. Um, the opening line had the Bucks favored by seven and a half. That's why I air quoted uh, favorites uh, or upset. <laughs> uh, are you going anywhere besides the Bucks, man? <laughs> No, no. And I, I mean, I, I want to give them credit where credit is due. Alex Smith is technically five and one as the starter of the Washington football team. We're, we're looking wow. at them as a seven and nine team. That's not bad. But man. he's actually five and one. Yeah, he, he is. And 
Chase Young is a prototype of what you want when you want to beat Tom Brady. You need a guy who's just going to scare the shit out of him yeah. <laughs> and just pressure him all the time. You know what no, I mean? And you're right. And that's what, that's what the remember the Giants back in the day. They had uh, you know OCU Manure and all those guys. OCU. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that it was, was a Justin, Justin Tucker, Tucker freaking three uh, fingers oh, McGee himself. Yeah, we're free. Uh, yeah, Pierre Paul, Michael Strahan. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He was pretty good. He, he was a pretty good pass rusher back in his <laughs> he day. He was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, look, Tampa. Tampa's the seventh ranked offense, sixth ranked defense. It's super respectable. One hundred percent. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's super respectable. Yeah. And uh, you know, Washington is a bottom three offense. They just are. They're pretty and, bad. Uh, and it, it was sad as they're a top two defense, but you know what? I think this is kind of uh, what Washington fans come to expect from that team. Uh, always bring a stout defense, never really bring the offense. So, um, you know, happy for that organization to have made it that this far, especially with the way the world is, and especially with the events of today. Oh, We're happy yeah. that Washington uh, has something to celebrate, uh, but it's just not going to last long. No, it's not. Uh, it was funny. We, you, you mentioned Chase Young. So, Apparently, I just read this today. It cracked me up. Chase Young screamed, I want Tom, after they clinched the playoffs in week 17. <laughs> the next day, Bruce Arians replied, watch what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> so, they got a friendly little uh, rivalry going on there. But I, uh, it's crazy, man, talking about Chase Young and sacks and quarterback hits and all that. Um, he's barely been touched this year, Tom Brady, that is. Uh, Tampa Bay has allowed the third least sacks in the league, uh, whereas mm-hmm. – Let's see. Washington is fifth in sacks uh, in the league. So something's got to give. I know. I thought they'd be a lot higher, but they're not. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, Washington does have a stout defense. We talked about that. Um, at the end of the day, this is, the I guess, the, the weirdest or wildest, wildest stat that I have here. Average points per drive. So how many – on average, how many points does each drive from each team, um, I guess, render? So Tampa Bay, 2.72, and that's fifth in the league. The Washington football team, 1.74, and that's 26th in the league. It's not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. I, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball against this Bucks defense anyways. And if they do, if they're only getting field goals out of it, Brady's going to – I mean, I don't care how good the defense is. Brady is going to um, – unless they can get a, an ungodly amount of pressure on him, like you, you had alluded to earlier um, – He's going to carve them up. I really don't care how good that defense is. You're talking about you're yeah. talking about Tom Brady in the playoffs, man. Like, I like, that's scary. <laughs> it really is, and, and I mean, guys got something to prove. And uh, just like I said about Drew Brees, we're talking about a guy who's number one or two in virtually everything all yeah. time. So, um, I hope to see both of them make it. Um, who 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 will Tampa Bay be playing? Uh, if they Oof. was that that one going to Green Bay? Um, let's see here. If things go according to how we, we well, if the Rams win, uh, they'll be playing Green Bay. But if if ah. the Seahawks, because basically the one seed automatically gets the lowest the lowest remaining seed. Um, so if if it goes chalk, uh, besides the Tampa Bay, yeah, they'll be playing Green Bay, which will be an incredible rematch. From I believe it was like Week Seven or something when when Tampa Bay just beat the dog crap out of Green Bay. The battle, That's the battle of the base, I really want man. to see that. Yeah, I really want to see that rematch. But okay, well, uh, also by the way, while we're while we're on that uh, topic, the Rams, we we did see uh, apparently Jared Goff did play today. He did have he a had a limited practice. practice. Okay, good. 
So. All right, cool. I was actually looking to see. Um, we're talking about we were talking about um, Tom Brady being scary or whatever. Uh, he yeah. might be without Mike Evans this game. He did not participate in practice today. He didn't, but it's still looking pretty yeah. good. For it's him. probably a Veterans Day off, I would guess. But you're talking about Tom it's, Brady with the with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Lord, and Godwin hasn't Godwin hasn't been himself. But I think that if, no. if he was forced into that role, we might be really surprised with what we got. Yeah, and I think that uh, we saw a little bit of that after Evans came out last mm-hmm. game. We saw Antonio Brown wake up a little yeah. bit, uh, and that just goes to show that they're just so loaded that a few of these guys are probably running routes they're not so comfortable. Yeah, with. agreed. And I mean, I think the I think Super Bowl is the ceiling for Tampa Bay. Honestly, I know we're, we're We'll do another preview of the divisional and all that stuff, but man, uh, uh, that's that's a good team. I don't really want to see Tom win another Super Bowl, to be honest. But um, I res- <laughs> but you know what, man, I do respect the way he did it. Um, he went out, he got his own, he's got that chip on his shoulder. Um, it'll be it'll be good, man. So cool. We agreed on what the majority of them, but we disagreed on the couple. everything but the Rams. Everything but the Rams. In Baltimore, Tennessee, I just have a bad feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll we'll see. <laughs> tighten up, right? Tighten up. <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah, hopefully uh, y'all enjoyed the preview. It was fun. I uh, definitely think we threw some some pretty cool little things, little nuggets of info out there, nuggets of – I don't want to say wisdom because we're not old enough to give out wisdom yet. Uh, this is, only, this is only our sixth episode. You can't give out wisdom in your sixth episode. That's that's a that's a rule, man. I would like to say we haven't missed yet, though. I think we need to make a bigger deal out of that. We haven't missed yet. That's true. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll keep a we'll keep like a little scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. You know, if we're if we're ever gonna say we're good at anything, we might want to take a score. Screw it. Yeah. You're only as good as your last. Uh, is what the scoreboard says, I guess. Yeah, you're only as good as your last podcast. <laughs> we gotta keep getting better. It's uh, yeah. Hopefully, we don't. Uh, we don't just fall off and it's just terrible from now on. But I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to keep bringing them to y'all. Going to keep freaking uh, hopefully providing some entertainment and some levity and, and some pretty good, cool little stats. But that's all we got for this week. I am signing off on behalf of Jason Mitchell at Big Chill Squad on Twitter. Hit him up. He needs some followers. Y'all got to hear some good takes. You're going to see a bunch of Tennessee stuff, but that's okay. Uh, maybe some of y'all are too. And memes. And memes. Exactly. Exactly. And then uh, I'm signing off. Uh, I am Eric. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Barbecue, BBQ that is. 99% bad football takes, 1% barbecue pictures. But you know what? The 1% kind of makes up for the other 99. So uh, (laughs) that's it for us. Y'all be good and do good.